folks, and welcome to this week's episode of The Graveyard Shift. Um, I, I don't want to give too much away, but it's going to be out of this world. Because so, uh-huh, uh-huh. we already told you last week we're talking about alien abduction stories. She had to ask me to remind her what joke she was telling before she did the intro. Yeah, it was like on the tip of <laughs> I could not remember. It was on the tip of my tongue. That was a really important line. Yeah, I didn't deliver it good enough, though. I couldn't, you know. That's okay. We can start again if you want. Okay. Sounds good. We'll turn up the music and shit. Whoop. <laughs> and stuff. Um. Anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about alien abduction stories. We. I don't have any of my own, but other people's. I grew up in like terror of being abducted by alien. I was convinced oh. that that was going to happen to me. Did you guys ever watch the movie uh, The Fourth Kind? No. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's like, so it's like an alien abduction movie and they say that it's like a true story and they have like, and it's being reenacted and then they show clips of like actual footage from the alien abductions. I say that in quotes because the whole movie was actually fake, but as a child, I thought it was actually real. And it was like one of the most terrifying experiences ever. The whole thing was like aliens abduct you at 3.33 in the morning. So every night oh. as a kid, I had to stay up past 3.33 in the morning so I could fight the aliens off just in case they like came for me, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little concerning. Myself, I was a little like scared of being possessed. Well, we did possessions last week. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not on topic. I'll <laughs> shut up. No, I well, first of all, do you guys believe in aliens? Uh I mean, no. No? Not like the modern form of aliens where they're like little green humanoid frogs okay. that come down to earth and yeah. just are like I don't know. But do you believe in aliens like in general that there's other life forms? Yeah. Out there. Just yeah. yeah. Not to sound like cocky or anything, but like I feel like the belief that like any other aliens are like way smarter than us and way crueler than us is like I don't know if anyone's going to be like going and abducting random it's alien gonna be, children it's us yeah it's going to be America the imperialists aliens and so I mean I think there's definitely life forms that are like out there I don't know if they're like that smart to be doing like abduction I guess I could believe it I could believe it yeah. But I think that most likely we're the villain, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Probably. Okay. Well, I I thought I could start because I have one of the first quote-unquote credible cases of alien modern alien abduction. And I'm assuming we're all doing the same theme. They come down to Earth, pick them up in their spacecraft, drop them off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the modern version. I don't think that, I don't know if there's any. I can go into like, I did research on ancient aliens. Oh. <laughs> so I can go into that later. Wasn't that a segment? That's a show on National Geographic, right? Or it the is. History Channel. History it Channel. is. It has like 20 seasons, which yeah. is insane. But yeah, it's, that's a show, but we'll get into that later. So the alien abduction story that I'm going to be telling is that of Antonio Villa. Boa, which is he was a Brazilian farmer that claimed to have been abducted by humanoid beings one night in 1957. Um, prior to the actual abduction, Antonio and his brother recorded seeing a bright light that would swoop down on them at the fields, taunting them. 
In his account, he was plowing the fields at night to avoid heat when of the morning when he noticed that a star seemed to be getting noticeably brighter. The light turned into an egg-shaped saucer and landed on the field. Antonio fled the scene via tractor, but when the motors gave out, he went on foot back to his home. Um, he says that the humanoid creatures tackled him and captured him before he was able to actually get into his house and he describes these creatures as five foot tall with feet tall with big eyes wearing helmets and gray overalls oh like me yeah (laughs) (laughs) when i heard gray overalls i thought of your jean overalls and i was like oh that's a sleigh of them (laughs) but i bet it's a little different anyway Once inside the craft, Antonio was stripped and covered in a foreign jelly substance. The aliens took samples of his blood, then left him alone in in a room. Um, This is where it's going to get, like, (laughs) a little funny. Um, A naked humanoid woman approached him in the room. He described this woman as having long, bleach-blonde hair, big blue eyes, soft skin, slim, with and this is a direct quote, perfect boobs and bright, like, glowing red pubes and pit hair. (laughs) And and he called this very attractive, by the way. Oh. So So he had a great time up there. I know. His standards were on the floor. Jesus. Um, Anyway, (laughs) the woman approached him and pulled him in, and they performed a series of sexual acts on each other. Um... He said that the alien would nip at his chin. She wouldn't kiss him, but he she would nip on his chin, making animal <laughs> grunting sounds. That's and he specific. took that as their form of kissing. Um, when they were done, she rubbed on her belly, pointed to the sky, which he thought meant, thanks for the kid, I'm going home. <laughs> oh, so he got her pregnant. Apparently. That's what he thought. Um, This is a direct quote from him, which I just thought was hilarious. All they wanted was a good stallion to improve their stock. (laughs) What? (laughs) A good stallion? He's really flattering himself. Uh, Yeah, he really is. He really is. I feel like all the people on earth, they chose me to have their their child he was this like, is definitely oh, something he tells to women at bars to get oh, them to go it's like well just so you know uh, <laughs> your competition is out of this world <laughs> oh god that was really good use of that okay <laughs> all right well yeah he he would use that over and over he'd be like oh, it's just a stallion to them <laughs> so <laughs> anyway antonio was then returned to the custody of the male creatures um on the ship where he was dressed and he was able to like listen to their weird clicking language and he took account of his surroundings he was returned at 5 30 a.m to his farm accounting for four and a quarter hours of the abduction um after the abduction he said he had pains illness and lesions as a result um, further in- investigation, medical investigation, would show that he act- had actually been exposed to a serious amount of radiation and he was suffering from radiation poisoning. Oh. Yeah. So this like- is apparently the first credible account because 
people thought that farmers were too stupid to make this crap up. And so that's why it was credible. <laughs> but he later became a lawyer and was actually proven to be a... Um, he owned the farm. He wasn't an actual farmer. Yeah, well, that's he, why they chose him, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, why Stalin... take a plebe to breed yeah. when you could have the real deal? The whole package. For, yeah. The whole alien package. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was one of the very first modern alien abduction stories. What year was this? 1957. Oh. Wow. And where? Brazil. Oh. Wow. I know. So he was tested for radiation after telling people this story? Right. So he took it to the press like a couple days afterwards and then... They ha they wanted to investigate. They had him tested because he had been feeling sick, and they found that he was suffering from radiation poisoning. How did he? Does he have an idea for how long he was abducted for? Four and a quarter hours. Oh, okay. Sorry, I I missed some details. No, that's good. Huh. Anyway, I yeah. don't know. I I mean, the radiation part is a little, you know, tricky, but. There's something about that description that just seems oh fake was it to the me. woman that he slept with? <laughs> yeah. He was married, by the way. Uh, oh, <laughs> and he was just and telling so he everyone was, he sold this story, and like, imagine being the wife. Did she I dump would him? Die. No, oh my she should have though. I would have the ble bleach blonde with perfect boobs. Like, okay, like, why sir. do you remember that? That clearly. Yeah, you were abducted, and you're gonna give us this description. You could have. I mean. He could have at least pretended he didn't like it, which makes it a little more like maybe it was real. Yeah, no. In the stories that I read, he was like totally into it. So. Wow. Good for kind of messed up. Oh. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, what? <laughs> Good I'm for him. Animal. Evo. He's getting that alien illusy. Thank, thank. Alien missy. Yeah. <laughs> Extraterrestrial lucy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway I'm just rooting for WCB to take us down because I did not like any of that <laughs> hey that's, it's not an explicative explicative well, it should be expletive expletive that's the that's it okay. it, it, it should be really it really should, should be, be yeah <laughs> I'm censoring that slang yeah so that that was my story right. wow well mine occurred like four years after yours mm. um so I'll just take it upon myself to go next, I guess. Yeah, go for it. This was the first, like, uh, like widely publicized report of, like, alien abduction in the United States because it was, like, uh, kind of the first time someone... Before this, like, most people had reported alien abductions, but it all been, like, nice and friendly encounters. For example, our good friend who got the... <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful humanoid or whatever it yeah. was. Most people enjoyed their experience with the aliens from what they said before this. And this was like the first reported bad experience. And after this story came out, all alien abduction stories kind of shifted to what we know today of people being brought into labs and getting like probed and all that stuff. But this was like what kind of sparked it all. Trendsetter. Yeah, I guess. Have you heard of Barney and Betty Hill? No. No, not before you texted us earlier. <laughs> Perfect. So um, they were an American couple, um, 
Barney was a postal worker while Betty was a social worker. They were very normal, very sane couple, you know, just like they didn't, no one had any problems with them. They weren't weird or anything like that. No reported things of them like having mental issues or any of that. So um, on September 19th, 1961, they were driving back from a long road trip that they did and they were going through like the New Hampshire mountains. Um, They were coming, I think they were coming back from the Canadian border or something like that. Um, As they were driving, they saw, like, a flying star over them. And um, they're like, oh, that's, like, cool or whatever, and they ignored it. But then the star slowly started getting brighter, and they started to think, like, is that following us? But then they were like, whatever, we're probably just, like, it looks like it's following us because we're moving. Um, But then it just kept getting closer and brighter. Um, And at one point, they pulled over to get a look at it, and the object stopped with them. Like, it stopped moving. And when they were looking, it looked like it was just spinning in air in place, like somewhere above them. Um, So they kind of panicked. They got back in the car. Um, Barney was getting very freaked out. He told reporters later. Um, At this point, the object was now 100 feet above them. So they knew it wasn't a star. It was something weird. It couldn't have been a helicopter because it was like just like very bright and star-like, I guess. and so they drove for like 35 more miles. It was still right above them, following them through the trees. It was zigzagging along as they went through the mountain. Um, and so Barney pulls over again and he pulls his gun out of his thing and he gets out of the car and runs into like the woods or whatever and just kind of leaves uh, Betty in the car for why? a little bit. <laughs> why would he run into the woods? He was going to fight the aliens with his gun, obviously. Oh, oh right, right, right. So Sorry. Stupid. He Sorry. did that and he... Uh, when he looked at it, he said his description was it was a big like a jet and round and flat like a pancake. So kind of what we know about like flying saucers today, you know. Um, and he claims to have seen beings looking at him through a window. They were like in a uniform. Like he didn't give much of a description from what I could find. Um, but he just said they were wearing uniform and watching him. Um, he tried to pull his gun out, but he said he just physically couldn't. Like he couldn't reach for his gun. He couldn't do anything. Um and somehow he knew, like, they communicated him that they were going to take them. And so he started running back to the car, back to his wife. Um, and they got in the car, and they were trying to start it, but then they both got, like, really tired all of a sudden. They both lost consciousness. Um, and they woke up two hours later, and they were driving the car, and they were 35 miles further than what they remembered. Oh. Um. And when they got home, their watches had stopped working. They were super dirty and there were rips all over Betty's dress. Um, and like they just like didn't feel good, you know. Um, so they reported this. Um, I think Betty tried to get in contact with like the Air Force. I don't think they took her very seriously. Project Blue Book, they also like reached, which is like, I'm not sure you guys heard of it. It was a program from 1952 to I think it was like 1969 that like investigated UFOs essentially um the national investigations committee on aerial phenomena uh, got involved as well um but they didn't really find anything i think that nicap believed their story but the project blue book like discredited their claims and same with the air force or whatever um so they went on and betty started suffering from like disturbing dreams and barney was having like anxiety attacks um and so they made the decision to go see, like, a therapist 
who also specialized in hypnotism. So they went to him and over like several months of going to therapy like every single week and doing his like hypnotism or whatever his strategy was, they were able to recount what they believe happened to them. So after seeing him, they said that um, when they got really tired that the flying saucer landed on the car and men in uniforms came out and grabbed them. Uh, they were taken to separate examination rooms and samples were taken from them. They were probed with needles and all that stuff, just like classic alien abduction stuff. And Betty says that she believes one of them did like a pregnancy test on her because they inserted something into her belly that was like six inch long needle. Ew. And she said that the leader, in quotes, I don't know exactly what that means, was watching them the whole time. Um, so Barney and Betty like did were able to make drawings of like what they saw like what the ship looked like what the people looked like um Betty like seemed to remember a lot of like jokes she was making with the aliens like they seemed kind of chummy which is interesting oh, okay um she seemed like she had a great time I guess not that great because she was like scarred for years after but yeah that was a thing and then the story really blew up in 1965 because a newspaper in Boston uh, wrote a story about the abduction and then books and like movies followed um i couldn't find the name of the movie but um apparently it was pretty big um so after this like alien abduction story started to like match theirs um psychologists started doing more research into why sane individuals like could believe that they were abducted by aliens um and they think that it had to do with like the hypnotism plus sleep paralysis which they mm. were driving so i don't know how sleep paralysis could have also how would they have gotten sleep paralysis at the same time yeah and seen the same for things. the same amount of time too exactly um and yeah betty later became an alien researcher like she got into like ufos forever um and then her husband died in 1969 but she went on to continue investigating. Yeah. Huh. I think a lot of like the cases of abduction end in it was probably sleep paralysis. I think so too. Yeah, for sure. Especially because so many of them happen like when you're in bed or when you're sleeping. Yeah, like from your home. Because the whole idea of like, um, I don't know because there's like people say that certain times is when the alien comes and it's always like 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. or something yeah. mm -hmm. and that's like prime time sleep paralysis. Yeah. Also like I used to have horrible night terrors when I was a kid. Yeah. And I would it would be like you know I, I wouldn't remember a thing about it but I would be like screaming crying running around. I would I woke up in my closet a few times. Um, <laughs> so that, that I feel like that could also totally happen. Do you like see things when you you're having night terrors um you're just dreaming at least oh. from what i remember i mean i i was pretty young when i was having them so i don't remember a lot of the specifics but yeah it's it's like dreaming yeah thomas used to get like night terrors all the time and he would run around screaming there's a couch on a needle <laughs> like I don't what an idiot i know he's such such a extraterrestrial lussy for that he one <laughs> also yeah in, I think sometimes in my night terrors I would be sort of conscious that like half conscious that I was awake sort of but I yeah. couldn't like physically do anything That's did so you scary. ever 
It's like it's like sleep paralysis, but you're moving around. Oh, so <laughs> it's weird. mind paralysis. Wait, so can you still get like, is it like an actual dream, or do you like have visions like how people get sleep paralysis demons like while you're up and moving, or is it like you're dreaming something um, completely different? At least in my experience, I would be dreaming something completely different, and my body would be reacting to the dream, but in real life. Oh. Okay. Um. Or, like it would. It's. It was also sometimes a mix of what was actually going on and the dream or scenario I had in my mind like in my head yeah. sometimes it was a mix but that could also it's be the so cause scary for a lot of these see. it's like a malfunction yeah I'm glad I don't do it anymore yeah when did you stop um I think when I was about like 13-ish yeah I I think I mean I, I think I still like sleepwalk a little bit but it's just like getting up standing up next to my bed and then getting back into bed <laughs> so have you ever had sleep paralysis yeah no well not in like this not in a scary way I mean sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't move but I don't get like I don't see anything or freak out you never had like the sleep paralysis demons or anything no no, yeah, I I've had it. I had a dream I was getting attacked by a shark, <laughs> and then I woke up and I thought I was screaming for my mom, but then I realized I wasn't moving at all. Like I was just, I I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. Yeah, and then I fell back asleep. Yeah. Do you get sleep paralysis, Jordan? I've only ever gotten it like twice, but uh. Only one time was it kind of weird. It's only when I sleep on my back, which I think is a whole thing with sleeping. Yeah, paralysis. that's. Ooh. I think that's more. It's like the most likely sleeping position to get it. Yeah, but I, was, I always sleep on my stomach. Yeah, I, I'm too. a stomach sleeper too, so yeah. that's why. Like, I think I never get it. But in the one time I got it, like, I, I was doing the whole thing where I was like could look around but couldn't move, and like a hand slowly started to like go over Ew. my face. Ew. And then I just kind of like I don't know. I was able to move after a few seconds. It wasn't one of those things where it lasted forever. But it was still pretty scary. Yeah. That would spook the bejesus Yeah, I don't... Me. That's not cool. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I agree that it's not cool. Totally not cool, dude. Also, my brother just texted me and apparently... I forgot this uh, tidbit of information, but one of the times that I woke up in the closet was in his closet. <laughs> 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 so, sorry, Juju. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, my dad used to have to catch me running around the house. <laughs> I remember that That's happening funny. at least once. Jeez. Yeah. I think the most terrifying dream experience I ever had um, was you caused it, Caroline. I couldn't oh, sleep no. for weeks after. Do you what remember you this do? freshman year? No. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember. <laughs> um, I was having nightmares for like two weeks straight that I, every night that I died, like I kept like, I'd either get like, in a plane crash a car accident and like I would die but normally when you like fall off a cliff or something you like pop up and you're like awake yeah. but instead my vision would just go black and I would feel like I was sinking in my dream and I'd have to like scream myself awake every night for like two weeks <sighs> and I still don't know what caused it but then it finally went away it finally went away and I was so happy I forgot about it um and it had only been like two days but like I had had it every night for two weeks so I was like you know pretty ecstatic and me and Caroline were in the AMC. I remember this vividly, going up the escalator. And Caroline looks at me and goes, hey, I had the craziest dream last night. And I was like, oh, what was it? She <laughs> goes, you died. Uh, 
and then just was like, okay, what popcorn do you want? And I <laughs> was having the worst internal panic of my entire life. Oh my goodness. Wow, you just dropped a I bomb. I can't recall. Said, how did you die in my dream? I don't know, but you told me, you were like, I remember how you died, but I remember like, Nobody really cared. And I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> That's vicious. I get that all the time. I get that same dream all the time. That when About like, me dying? No, not about you. Just okay. anyone that when people die, I like literally lose myself. And then everyone's like, got to get over it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Is that so? I actually get that dream about other people a lot too. Like yeah, whenever too. a family member dies, everyone's like, what like, so get over about? it yeah they're like it's, it's part of life yeah and then you think you're crazy anyway. yeah <laughs> wow well thank you for scarring me with that information you're yeah. welcome she doesn't even remember i just dropped that remember. bomb and <laughs> it literally means nothing to her it <laughs> meant the world to me <laughs> <sighs> uh, would you two like to hear my story yeah Okay, so mine's a little different um, because there's no spe- like actual abductions of all involved in it, but it is UFO sighting related. So, sorry, I'm just figuring out where to put my computer. So, I was... <laughs> I'm sorry. What? People so can't see this, but you literally took your computer off your lap and then like put it around. <laughs> the cords and then right back to the original (laughs) space and you're like let me figure this out (laughs) she hula hooped it like around the microphone twice like (laughs) okay look i was just trying to find the spot okay (laughs) let me figure this one out whatever so funny it certainly was not on top of the microphone also no definitely not i did nothing of the kind anyway so i looked into alien stories in the Hudson Valley which is where I'm from um, because I think it was 2012 or give or take a couple years but my parents brought me and my brother to this um, documentary screening it was like an independent documentary about aliens in the Hudson Valley I'm pretty sure and I just remember being like so confused as to why we were there and there was this person that was like had really bad bo in front of me (laughs) so i don't really remember the contents but um i know that the hudson valley is a an alien hot spot according to some so this story um has a few different accounts to it um but i just wanted to say unsolved mysteries you know the show unsolved mysteries yeah yeah they had a segment on this sighting Um, And I watched it, and it was really funny. Um, So, more than 5,000 residents between 1983 and 1986 claimed to have seen a UFO in the Hudson Valley. Um, So, a little UFO hysteria moment. Um, So, here are a few eyewitness accounts. So, Dennis Sant, he was a husband and father of five. He worked for local government for 17 years. Um, On March 17th, 1983, uh, his home in Brewster, New York, um, was the site of an extraordinary event. So this is a quote directly from him. These are, um, I'm taking these quotes from the interviews. 
done for the Unsolved Mysteries segment. Mm. So he says, quote, It was a very large object. The structure of it was very dark gray, metallic, almost girder-type looking. The object seemed to be very silent. The lights were iridescent, bright. They stood out in the sky and and were three-dimensional. It looked like a city of lights. It just hung in the sky, all brilliant colors. We followed the object around to the backyard, and that and at that point, a feeling of fright came upon me. Um, but the weird part is, they were not the only people, Dennis and his family were not the only people to have seen this specific constellation of bright lights moving over the Hudson River Valley um, on this night. Uh, so just a few miles away, um, traffic sort of stopped and people were pulling to the side of the road um, on Interstate 84 as the same mysterious object hovered above them. Um, And this was only the beginning of the sightings in the Hudson Valley. Did anyone get any pictures of it? There is video, not of this specific instance, but as I'll go on, like there's, it's the same sightings from multiple people, like on multiple dates. Oh. So the same thing over and over, but, um, and yeah, there there is video I think he was taken in 1984 um, of it. So a week later, after Dennis and his family saw them and a bunch of people pulled over on I-84, Officer Andy Sadoff of the Newcastle Police was on patrol when he also saw something. Um, He says, quote, I was working a 4 p.m. to midnight tour and was assigned to set up some radar to look for speeding cars and I looked up into the sky and saw a series of lights and at first I thought it was a plane it was quite a distance, quite far away but it was really quite large it was alternating green and white lights it approached my vehicle and and it stopped and it seemed to hover and I'm looking at this thing thinking what is it? I wasn't afraid, I was just amazed I was in awe of it I didn't know what it was. The only thing that I recall most was I was amazed that there was no noise, no humming, no engine, no sound. It was absolutely silent. Um, And at virtually the same time, Ed Burns, a computer engineer and sophomore uh, and senior (laughs) manager for IBM, which is like a uh, technology technology company. Yeah, Yeah. that was big at this time in the Hudson Valley, um, was driving home on the Taconic Parkway. 10 miles north of Officer Sadoff's location. And he also saw the same thing. Out of nowhere, a lot of static on the radio. Um, Went to turn the dial again, and that's when he looked up and saw the craft. It was a triangular ship. ship. Um, The back had to be as large as a football field, at least, and there was no noise. So this is what I'm saying. There's He also pulled off the highway, and there were a bunch of people that were pulling off on the side to look at this um and they were all confused so this is what i'm saying there's multiple there's like 500 eyewitness accounts of describing the same thing um and they're clustered on specific dates so mm-hmm. like a bunch of people saw it at the same time as ed and officer Sadoff. A bunch of people saw it at the same time as Dennis and his family um, in different locations. And all of them were saying that it was traveling north um, and up the river. Um, 
So that's that's the most like compelling part of it to me was just that, that there's so many repetitive. And at the same time, that could just be people, you know, getting on the bandwagon of, of like, eh. but still, it's I mean, it's no they're all together. They saw something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're. I, I at least I'm more inclined to believe a story if there's multiple witnesses and they're all together. Yeah. Um and looking at the same thing and they still mm. believe it to be one thing. Um That's a that's a hard one to disprove. Well, it w- there was a lot of contention with this. Um so um so especially after the episode aired uh, a lot of the claims were dismissed because um this group of pilots claimed that it was them doing it Mm. which is kind of weird to me like i didn't get that much information on that well the way they describe when was this 1980s the way they describe it doesn't sound I mean, why wouldn't they warn people if they were planning to do yeah, that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have to, like, let exactly, people yeah. know that you're flying in the area. Yeah. Especially that close to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, it's, what's confusing. Like, I, that's why I believe it to an extent, because it's kind of fishy for them to just come out after the fact and be like, guys, it was just us, don't worry. Yeah. Like, and what were they doing? I mean, um... Who was it? It was um, not the UFO expert. I don't really trust UFO experts, to be fair. Oh, an air traffic control specialist. He saw the same thing in the summer of 1983. Mm. And he had made an observation um, about the way they were flying, saying that if it was a bunch of... Just that it didn't look like a, a separate cr- like um, aircraft. Yeah that all the lights were they were moving in, in too synchronized for it to be um separate planes right um and yeah and the tight formation of it was just it wasn't it wasn't adding up um but yeah and there's still I mean, people don't really talk. I haven't really spoken to it with other people from the Hudson Valley, but um, from what I've heard, it's still a hot spot for oh. UFO activity. I haven't seen one myself, I don't think, but Darn. Um, but there's kind of a history of it being a, um, an active area. And there was also, I think this came out last year, actually, it's... Um, it's a shock doc by discovery they have like these documentaries and it was al- it was it's entitled alien invasion colon Hut- the hudson valley <laughs> so, and i wanted to watch it but there was a paywall um but it's like a feature length little documentary well that's kind of an interesting story from where you're from yeah i still don't know how to feel about it but now i'm wondering i tried to find information about that documentary my parents took me to but mm-hmm. um because i was just so indian underground seriously <laughs> no because i can't imagine that they would make that whole thing and and not mention this like four three-year period where people were seeing ufos left and right yeah 
Well, that's very interesting. I wonder why, I wonder if it would be pretty easy to discredit that as like a military thing. Yeah. But they didn't, so. Well, because the, the pilots that came out and, and claimed it, they were stunt pilots. Oh. So like. Uh, that, I don't even. I, don't, I feel like the, the military probably would have claimed it had the stunt pilots not. Yeah. Like that. I feel like there's always like an excuse for unexplained UFOs. Yeah, yeah, there's always an excuse. No, that's shady. And stunt pilots shouldn't be like practicing their things over yeah. residential areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I mean, another reason why I'm inclined to believe this to an extent is just at least the eyewitness. Uh, uh, what's the word? I Testimonies. Um, from the Unsolved Mysteries segment, they were all like trustworthy sources. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, I know they weren't like not so crazy because there are a lot of those sorts of people too. Yeah, in the there were just Valley people who saw it and went on with their lives. It's not yeah, like like a lot Betty and Barney who were like yeah, just driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because a lot of a lot of the people they interviewed were cops that were on patrol. Or getting phone calls from like at the station, they got like hundreds of phone calls in one night just from yeah. that. There's not like there's gonna be a hundreds of crazy people. To just yeah. Call that. Yeah. Yeah. You actually just unlocked a memory I forgot I had. Um, What's the memory? So I think it was November seventh, two thousand fifteen. I had to oh, look, no. up, look it up to make sure because Julian Solomita posted on his YouTube channel as well, um, but. In Los Angeles, there was like a blue UFO that was like or something going through the sky. Um, you can watch this, Carolina, if you want. But it was in the sky, and I remember my whole family were outside just hanging out, and then it just exploded. This huge blue light just in the sky, um, and it was like really, really freaky. And I remember it was like on Twitter, it was on YouTube everywhere, like videos of this like oh. thing just exploding. Um, and it was like on the news um, I don't know if like you guys heard about it but it was no. like a, a big deal in my area and in LA and stuff oh maybe I feel like maybe I have seen yeah like a clip of oh, this is freaky see? no it was pretty I'll freaky especially like seeing it like cause I like saw it with like my own eyes you know Jeez. like me and my whole family did um but yeah and then later like a day or two later, I think, like, the military came out and was like, oh, we were just, like, doing training stuff, just testing. Training stuff. But, training like, that why would you set off an explosion above L.A. Yeah. for, like, training? No, no, that doesn't look like training. That looks like a disaster. No, yeah. It was quite spooky. I was really, really into it, though, when I was 14. I was like, I have to solve this. I was having, like, <laughs> have you guys ever seen the movie Super 8? Uh, no. Isn't no. that the one with the big, like marshmallow looking guy <laughs> okay it was an alien show some respect oh, I'm sorry <laughs> but I oh was like really convinced that I had to solve this mystery and I had like this whole whiteboard with like photos I taped off it on and I like did a whole investigation board because I had no friends when I was 14 <laughs> <laughs> my god this is and freaky I never got to the bottom of it though that's insane yeah I think that's my only alien-like encounter that I've had. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I were abducted by aliens, but I don't have any memory of it. At least, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be a good specimen for them. Oh, yeah. Right? You're, sure. you're a fellow stallion yourself, aren't you? <gasps> <laughs> exactly. They could totally oh. use my jeans. Mm-hmm. Your cute jeans. Sorry. <laughs> Should I leave? Is this a moment? No. Well, <laughs> I could give depression anxiety to a whole new race of aliens <gasps> if they just took me, you know. That's super lucrative. I'm sure they would appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They totally abdu- don't say that too loud. They'll they'll tap the radio waves and they'll be like, "OMG, we know our next target." <laughs> <laughs> what if they're listening now? <gasps> hey. Hello. <laughs> Phone home. Don't take me. You don't want these jeans. Yeah, no, genuinely you don't. Like <laughs> you'd be playing yourself if you Rage. took any of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, raging tummy issues. Don't do it. <laughs> well, I prepared something before the oh. Antonio Villaboa story, but then I kept watching videos and then it kind of took a sharp decline. So I'm gonna talk about ancient aliens. Oh yeah. Which is um a lot of people have hypothesized that a lot of the ancient civilizations are so advanced and beyond the capabilities of the people that it must have been created by aliens. I'm sure you're familiar with that concept, right? I've heard. I've heard the of theories. it, but that's all I know. Yeah. yeah. So um, accounts of aliens interacting with human society has been around since literally Mesopotamia. Um It's been kind of a mystery for people until the 1800s as to how the Mesopotamians had written language. Like, their written language was never decoded because they had it in cuneiform, but it was never able to be decoded until, like, the 1800s when they um, found in an ancient Mesopotamian city um, the transcription basically the key the code that would tell you what it says and basically what it says is that i'm gonna paraphrase this because i don't know but um that their society was helped by three lights that came down to earth and it was their gods a lot of it has to do with their gods coming down to earth and whatever anyway um also when the key tablet was found in the 1800s um it um gave the location of an ancient mesopotamian city and so they unearthed it and found that they had created these insane buildings that could not have been or so they say could not have been created by the people of this time that had lots of gold on the top of these buildings and it was very heavy material Um, I'm sure you've heard the lore of the pyramids that they're created at perfect north and the dimensions of the Great Pyramid lines up exactly with the world when you put it on the equator and how the length of the pyramid is exactly the speed of light. (laughs) All these like crazy dimensions. Um, And also not to mention that the blocks of limestone brought to the top of the pyramid they were like 20 tons and Jeez. back in the Egyptian ancient Egyptian time when the pyramid was being built the Egyptians actually didn't have wheels yet oh. so they didn't weren't sure how they were even able humans were even able to get these blocks to the top of the pyramid along with the fact oh 
where was it? That they were literally perfectly built. Like you couldn't slip between the cracks of the limestone. Um, and so people thought that was crazy. Also, King Tut's father, um, they thought was um, in hieroglyphics, was said to be a half god, half human. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times people associated the gods, the Egyptian gods with aliens because it had some of the same sentiment as the Mesopotamian gods that they came down from earth in these um, as lights and they came to earth and once they had like mated, sorry (laughs) they went back to their home in the sky or whatever and um, yeah because King Tut's father had a really elongated head and he looked, his skeleton was really abnormal yeah um, anyway, a lot of these things have been debunked, which is why I wasn't going to talk about it. Like King Tut's father, they literally put him in a, in a kind of helmet because oh. they wanted to reform the shape of his head because that yeah. was considered beautiful. And a lot of the times people say that the construction of the Great Pyramid and all those numbers, you can get those numbers literally from anywhere. Yeah. And so I think that there's a great exaggeration with, oh, it's true north. Oh, it's light speed when you count the inches. Like, okay. Like, you could connect any number to any, like, very specific. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot of numbers. Yeah. And they don't, and they actually don't exactly line up with Orion's belt. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And also, I was, I was like very interested in this theory, but then. I came across this TED talk that was saying like all this crap about aliens having built these ancient worlds is really just racism because yeah like when we talk about it how how did the Romans build the Colosseum like yeah. there are never there's never any lore about Romans needing help build, having built the Colosseum and stuff it's all just these non-white societies that we have to say there is no way they were smart enough to do that. Yeah. They had to have had outside help. Yeah. And so, makes sense. sorry if you believed that. Yeah, you're canceled. You're yeah, canceled. you just kind of killed the vibe. No, that, yeah, makes, that makes sense though, because people don't really, <laughs> they yeah. don't question the Romans or the they Greeks. Don't question, like, yeah, they don't question the Romans or Greeks. They like, we're literally saying, how did these people move a very heavy block? Like yeah. a lot of the um, half not half but like I think 75% of the Egyptian population worked on the pyramids because they had to yeah and they were all like Egypt had hella enslaved people hella enslaved people and the money was not there like it was a hierarchy so the king literally had all all of the money and when the farmers couldn't when it was the off season for the farmers they went and worked on the pyramids so they had labor that was beyond that that anyone could imagine yeah damn i really wanted to believe the pyramid conspiracy theory but well now that's a dead dream it is sorry sorry so sorry but i do believe that like um most uh i don't know like old civilizations that believe in like multiple gods i do think that could have something to do with aliens yeah No, because a lot of the stories that they're like, they came down from the heavens, these human-like people Mm -hmm. that, I feel like something. Yeah, I feel like Egyptian gods and like other 
I'm so blank on the name. Um, I don't know, but like all of the like, what's the one from Percy Jackson? I'm totally blanking. Mythology, like Greek, Greek mythology, Greek, Greek mythology. I feel like they all are very similar. You mm-hmm. know, like they have the same. Yeah, ideas. they're all like polytheistic. They all. Yeah, have. and I feel like mm-hmm. there might be a connection there, but that might be a reach. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought is an interesting thing to bring up. Yeah, the the only thing I know about ancient aliens is there was an, a South Park episode making fun of it one time. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Honestly, King Tut's skull looks kind of normal here. <laughs> <laughs> also, Dude, King Tut was ugly as hell. I'm like, not gonna lie. These people are all so inbred. inbred so oh, inbred. So no, he looks deeply inbred. You're yeah, right. They all are. I mean, there weren't that many people, so no. Well, they like to keep their bloodlines pure. Yeah, they keep like it brother and sister pure. Yeah, they keep it in the family. That's gross. Period. Him, I, you have you ever seen that <laughs> picture? I'm sure people know what picture I'm talking about. The recreation of King Tut that Jordan has pulled up on her laptop, where he's got like <laughs> thick hips, <laughs> a clubbed foot, and this dumb look on his face, like. <laughs> No, they they just have to do do him so bad, so bad, and he's literally got like a diaper on. It's so bad. Yeah, he has like, like a little patch of hair at the front of his forehead. Like they didn't have to throw that in there. They don't know what his hair looks like. So bad. Turn it this way. Oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I, bet, I bet people have uh, people who are listening have seen it because it is like hilarious. Yeah, I'd be kind of pissed if I was him. Can't lie. Seriously, even if that's how he looked, like I would be pissed if I were him. Yeah, like, I'd you don't have to find, you don't have to call me out like that. You don't have to tell everyone that I was funny looking. <laughs> that's so funny. I remember like National Geographic. They would describe and they'd be like King Tut as a result of inbreeding had thick woman-like hips a clubbed foot small like it's in morgan freeman's voice (laughs) yeah actually wow well those were some great alien stories yeah alien related stories i cannot stop looking at this man's skull i'm so sorry leave him alone Oh, he's <laughs> probably a bad guy. Yeah, no, he's definitely. So. Like, no, they were probably just definitely it, horrible. So we'll go with that. Yeah. yeah, true. Well, we are able to take Collins today because we do have headphones. So yeah, so I'll read. So inclined. I'll read the phone number out so everyone listen up. The number is six one seven eight two four eight eight five two. I'll read that again. 617-824-8852. So if you have any questions or comments, just let us know. Please hit our line. Hit our line. What did you guys think of... Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm just going to read it (laughs) one more time. 617 Eight two four, eight eight five two. You can go, you can go on, Jordan. You guys, remember watching Nope? Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that theory on aliens? 
Oh, that was really interesting. And I would never thought of it like that, that the UFO idea of it, there's nothing in there. It's just an animal. That's yeah. so interesting. Or that just kind of like lurks in the clouds or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Probably they do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know how, I f- how to feel about the alien itself and like the ship of it being the alien. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't th- think I liked that concept. Yeah, like the it. whole thing was, was so interesting. Was the th- the being itself? You know, that what? was interesting because it was cool how it transformed and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. cause you didn't expect that to be what happened. But you know what I did love about that movie? What that monkey beating the living daylights out of those children for some oh, reason oh that was so awesome. Lord, no, Lord. that was cool. That was cool. Okay, so. <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway, we have a caller. We have a call. <laughs> so, <laughs> Moving on. I'm bringing it back there. I'm bringing it no, back you're after. Not. No, you're not. Hey, hello there. It's Jackie. Hello, <laughs> Mommy. Hi. Hi, baby. So I have a, a, a thing to tell you, ladies, um, about, uh, you know, the. I don't know if, you're, uh, if you know about the Fatima and Lourdes apparitions of the Virgin and all that. In, no. In early 20th century, well, the apparition of virgin to little kids in, you know, impoverished little towns, etc. They're very famous in the religious world. Anyway, some people discuss that these virgin Marys that they saw might not have been, you know, they, they attach it to a religious image, but it could have been uh, an alien. Oh. I think that's a, that's a good... Uh, Discussion or, or you know, talking about uh, yeah. these apparitions um, under the Catholic faith. Uh, yeah, because what's religion and what's just aliens? That's yeah. Amen. What is the difference? It could be like a fun take on that. Yeah, <laughs> for me at least. All right. Well, that was it. I'm enjoying you very much. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. It's nice to hear Bye, from ladies. you. Bye. Bye. See you in a couple days. Bye. That is, that's something I was thinking about as well. Like, what's the difference between, like, gods and aliens? And also, a nope, if the being lived on Earth, then was it really an alien? Or was it just an animal? So true. Yeah. I mean, good point. Does an alien just mean not born on Earth? <laughs> yeah, what is the... Yeah, the technical term for alien, because you would call someone in the United States... It's not a good term to use yeah, anymore. Like a, yeah. But you would call them an alien Yeah. in legal jargon yeah i guess they would be like an alien to earth so i don't know yeah Yeah. an alien to wherever you are native yeah i guess so to earth yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but honestly i believe that i mean i'm not it's probably because i'm not religious and i don't really you know Mm -hmm. understand or believe a lot of religious stuff um i I, I feel like it would make sense if there was some alien manipulation don't a lot of like religions not like the idea of aliens like they think yeah because it disproves their whole thing yeah no i know like the catholic faith if you if i bring that up to my grandmother she'll be like well that is a bunch of crap yeah that's sacrilege the man in the sky would say (laughs) that they don't exist okay well what if the man in the sky is one exactly granny isn't god kind of just an alien in a sense beat that now (laughs) On that note, <laughs> um, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go. Uh, we just 
gotta go we just can't revisit what jordan said let's go let's go let's <laughs> next, wrap this next, but, uh, next time next week yeah but probably not <laughs> thank you to our listeners uh thanks for tuning in and calling in uh happy thanksgiving we'll see you next tuesday bye okay bye